Hello everyone, this is your host Ramakrishna from Usha Investment Group LLC. Welcome back to Multifamily AP360, the show where we discuss 360 degrees views on mindset, passive and active multifamily investing. For those who are looking for tips, strategies, best and challenging experiences. Also, I request you to share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Today's our guest is Jimmy Johnson from Sand Dollar Communities. Welcome, Jimmy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure, sure. And a little bit about Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson is the founder of Sand Dollar Communities, which focuses on the sourcing of off-market direct-to-seller mobile home parks, has closed 58 mobile home parks in 18 different states. Jimmy also has founded Sand Dollar Communities Management, a mobile home park management firm who manages a growing portfolio of over 1,500 sites across the country. Jimmy lives in Tampa, Florida and is an avid boater and fisherman. So with that, Jimmy, you want to add anything to your background? Uh, no, that's a, that's a good intro and uh, that is the uh, kind of foundation of the background. Cool. And how did you get into mobile home park space, Jimmy? Uh, yeah, so I've been in uh, mobile home parks for about four years now. And um, originally, I was looking to uh, just get into real estate in general. And I kind of made a list of all the asset classes. And I had apartment buildings, storage, vacant land, you know, all of the different assets uh, in a list. And then I started to just do pros and cons. And, you know, listen to podcasts like yours and do, you know, research on um on all of them. And I narrowed it down and I um, ended up picking mobile home parks because uh, there was a statistic that really jumped out to me. It was the only asset class where they are, um, they're taking away, you know, they're demolishing and um, more mobile home parks than they're building because it's so hard to build a mobile home park. And then the demand was so high. So then I did a little bit more research into that. And I read something that there's over 2 million apartment complexes across uh, America, but there's less than 40,000 mobile home parks. And that number is going down every year. So I figured, well, there's so much demand for affordable housing and there's so few parks compared to apartment buildings. I said, I bet if I could find uh, good deals for mobile home parks, it would be very easy to... uh, to, you know, get them closed and find investors for them because there's just such a, a small, you know, amount of parks that are out there. And um, from there, I jumped into wholesaling and um, the, the, the rest is kind of history. It just closed 58th deal and uh, and on our way to uh, closing 100 is our goal. Got it. And thank you for sharing that. And you mentioned you are wholesaling and you, you close around 58 mobile home parks there. And would you share a little bit more about projects that you are sourcing up market deals and you know some best practices around that? Yeah, so um, like everybody, I mean, kind of doing you know the cold calling, the letters, you know, texting, just any way to get in front of um of the owners, and um, like kind of money, good deals. It, it comes from the mom and pops. So our kind of main kind of main focus has been meeting the sellers in person. So anybody can, you know, say, hey, I'm going to call for a couple hours. I'm going to send some letters. It's not like it's easy, but it's it's easier to do than, you know, flying um, a plane and, and meeting the sellers. So 
what you know I've done at Sand Dollar is um, as soon as I talk to an owner, I offer to meet with them right away. So a lot of times, you know, I live in Tampa. I'll be talking to a, an owner in Kansas in the morning and then, OK, yeah, I, you know, maybe do want to sell and we're building some rapport. And I'll say, well, when can you meet? And then they'll say, well, when can you? And I said, well, you know, maybe tonight, tomorrow. And they'll say, oh, okay, that sounds great. And then um, I'll book a, a ticket and fly up there. And when we meet, they'll assume that I'm local. And I'll say, no, no, I, I'm I'm from Florida. And they'll say, oh my gosh, you know, you you were in Florida earlier, talked to me, and now you're here in Kansas meeting with me. So we've really tried to stand out by um, getting in front of the sellers and meeting with them. So I spend, you know, a lot of time flying and driving all over the country, um, you know, meeting with sellers, trying to just get in front of them and, you know, meet in the coffee shop, meet at their house or in their office and just kind of do what other people, um, you know, typically aren't doing. Got it. Thank you for sharing that. So what size of deals you are doing, Jimmy? Uh, the smallest deal that we've ever done is um, six units. And the biggest that we've ever done was uh, 120. So um, really all over the board, uh, our average is in the 30s, about 34 sites on average. Um, and, you know, it, it varies, you know, based upon what we have. I mean, this year we've done a smallest deal with 16 units this year. The biggest was 110. So kind of when it all averages out, it you know, be around in the 30s. We've done a, a 51 unit this year, a 44, a 29. We've done a four deals in between 15 and 20 units. So uh yeah, averages out to be around 35, 40, but um, kind of all, all sizes of parks. Got it. So what is the typical timeline it will take you to you know, close the deal? Uh, the typical time is, uh, you know, I'd like to say that the longer it takes, the better. Like this year, looking at, you know, we've closed 11 this year. Only two of them took under a year. Um, nine of them are sellers that, you know, we've known for years, have been working. A lot of them, you know, were under contract for, you know, six to nine months. A lot of the sellers don't really have any documents put together. So they don't even have a rent roll. Everything is just, you know, in their head. And you know how the mom and pops are. It's, uh, you know, running it kind of out of a briefcase in the car. So, um. We have to kind of show them the documents that we need and um, and kind of help them put them together. So these deals are often taking about a year to close. And you mentioned, so you, you need like, you know, more time is better. So what is our reason? Uh, yeah. So the, the reason behind that is I think a lot of the more kind of institutional and, and professional deals, everything's already ready, you know, for those they are sophisticated sellers who, you know, are ready to sell. I think the, the mom and pop, than the deals that we're doing, they're typically, you know, maybe they'll sell, maybe they won't. So, you know, it's kind of just as we look back over the deals, the ones that have been very difficult to close, you know, have have worked out to be the best ones. Uh, and I think that's because they um, a lot of people maybe didn't have the patience to work with them. You know, we worked with a seller this year that we've known for going on three years and they had zero documents, nothing put together. They uh, live out in the country. It's very hard to get them on the phone. They don't text. You only have to call like the house phone. So it's just very difficult to even put the deal together. So I think kind of by proxy of that, a lot of other people 
just couldn't do it. So we've kind of saw that the uh, just the more challenging they are to kind of even get them to sign the contract, let alone get the deal closed. Those have worked out to be, uh, you know, better price per unit, more upside and just uh, overall better deals. Got it. And thank you. So would you share any any best and you know some challenging experiences around that space? Uh, yeah, I mean, some of the best has, has just been kind of meeting the, the people along the way. So, you know, I think it's especially with kind of networking and, you know, meeting other professionals. It's uh, always great to meet people, but I think there's a lot to learn from different mom and pops and, you know, people that I typically, you know, wouldn't meet. So it's been a, I always encourage people to try and meet the sellers and, you know, even if you can't meet them before closing, go to the closing in person, try and meet them there, or at least meet them after. So, you know, I've really had a great experience, you know, meeting dozens and dozens of sellers and have learned a lot and have made friends with the sellers. And, you know, some of the sellers we have, you know, hang out after and we go fishing and you know, we've really become close and that's been great. And then same with the tenants, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, want to hire a management company and don't want to meet the tenants, but it's been, you know, rewarding and, you know, kind of, you know, best practice and, um, you know, spending some time on site and meeting the tenants, you know, with mobile home parks, you know, we, we sell them the homes. So um, even this morning before our show, you know, we sold a home to somebody and they were very happy, you know, they, they couldn't get approved for a conventional mortgage because they're both self-employed. They, you know, weren't, you know, really, you know, able to do that. And so we sold them a home in one of our parks and um, they're very happy. It's, you know, their first time, you know, owning something. And so it's just been really, um, really rewarding um, doing that. Yeah, as for challenges, kind of almost just the opposite of those two. It's uh, It's been challenging, you know, doing so much travel, especially, you know, when it's so spread out and in the winter and, and whatnot. And it's um, also challenging, uh, you know, working with uh, 1,700 residents. You know, they they want everything, you know, right away. And it's, uh, you know, they're not afraid to call at two in the morning or at six in the morning. So it's uh, definitely been a challenge. Yeah, got it. And thank you for sharing that. And uh, and and you, you you started Sand Dollar Communities Management Company for managing mobile home parks. So would you share what is the reason behind it and some, you know, challenging experiences? our best practices around it. Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, so I started the management company about close to a year and to, um, you know, once I started, you know, doing acquisitions. And I had started it because um, a lot of people who wanted to buy parks, uh, they loved the deal. They looked at the returns and they, um, they were like, hey, this is great. You know, it's great cap rate, great cash on cash, great park. I want to buy it, but who's going to manage it? I have a, you know, busy W-2 job and I just, I don't have the time. And I looked it up and there's really not many options and local property management companies don't want to do mobile home parks. So I said, well, you know, I could help you out and, um, you know, I'll help you get started. And, you know, I already know the park and, and whatnot. And then, um, so I started helping uh, just one or two people here with deals locally. I'd done two deals in Florida and had helped both of the, um, the new owners of those just with some little stuff. And then it kind of snowballed into um, more and more and more. And now we manage uh, 34 parks for um, yeah, over 1,700 sites. And that's uh, everything from, you know, one-off owners who they just own one park to portfolio 
you know, management and uh, it's um, been kind of filling a, a void that people um, don't really have many options because they're too busy working and it is a 24 seven thing. So they can't, um, they can't be answering calls from tenants and, you know, their manager and contractors during the day. And then they don't want to on the weekend. So we've been able to kind of put the systems in place to, um, to, you know, kind of manage all, all parts of the day to day. And then, yeah, like I had said before, I mean, just the challenges of that has just been, uh, you know, getting pulled in so many directions and, you know, every every call that comes in, you know, the resident, you know, they want to be the first priority. And, um, you know, from water leaks to people, you know, buying homes, to people selling homes, to uh, contractors and just everything in between, it's, uh, it's definitely a challenge um, kind of prioritizing, uh, you know, what comes first as uh, so many things come in every day. Got it. And, and you mentioned, so you guys have built some systems and procedures, processes. So what kind of systems and processes you guys developed for managing properties? Maybe you might have properties in different locations, different states, and how exactly you're managing that? Uh, yeah, so... Um... Our biggest kind of system that we like to put in place is like an on-site kind of helper, eyes and ears. So every time we take on a new park, um, no matter how big or small, we um, we fly there and we walk and we meet every single tenant. So most other operators, they're just sending letters in the mail saying, hey, it's um, the park sold and, um, you know, we're the new owners and this is just, you know, a letter that's being mailed. Whereas we go, we print the stuff out and we go and we knock door to door. In doing that, you know, we kind of see who's maybe, you know, a good fit for the eyes and ears manager and who has, you know, pride of ownership, who has a nice yard, who, you know, maybe expresses interest in doing that. And in doing that, we uh, kind of get somebody who is there 24 seven to kind of be the boots on the ground. Um, so we always do that. And then, you know, we have different, you know, kind of Talk things, you know, separate phone number for each park, separate email and all that. But um, definitely the biggest way that we've been able to, um, you know, to grow has been those eyes and ears managers because they um, they kind of know who's causing trouble, where's the drama. And then, you know, we set up a weekly call with them and, you know, I do those once a week pretty much for a full day. And um, they're, you know, they like doing it. They um, they kind of like being, you know, the the go-to, the face of the park and uh, they help with all the little stuff. And um, it's been, um, yeah, again, something that, you know, built kind of friends and great relationships with uh, the managers, but they've definitely been the biggest kind of part of the system that has uh, helped with growth. Got it. So what do you share any best and challenging experiences from management point of view? Uh, yeah, I think uh, kind of the best experience that I've had with the management is uh, I manage a park in Tampa, Florida, not far from where I live. And um, we actually do not have an eyes and ears manager there. It's uh, it's just me. I, I do it. I, I go, you know, regularly there. So, you know, I've, you know, built, you know, relationships with a lot of the tenants um, and, you uh, I think my favorite part of that, we had um, about 30 rental homes there when we first took over that park. And, you know, renters, you know, when they're ready to go, they go. Um, the park just, it just did not look good as a whole. And then over the last two years, um, 
we've sold all the homes. So we have no more, no more rental homes. Everybody who lives there owns their home. And now when you go into the park, there's everybody painted their homes and there's, there's gardens and they put up little fences and um, it's just the pride of ownership just is so great. And people who've lived there for decades, they said, you know, we're, we were embarrassed to have people come and visit us before. And now we're, we're very proud of our park and, and we like having people come over. And um, it's just been, you know, such a rewarding experience, uh, kind of being able to kind of transform a community that was an eyesore into something that, you know, people were very proud of. Um, yeah, so I think that's been the most uh, rewarding part, you know, of doing mobile home parks over the last couple of years. Got it. And would you also share challenging experiences? Yeah, I think um, probably the most, you know, kind of repetitive kind of challenging experience has been, um, you know, just the the travel with, you know, meeting sellers. It's uh, a lot of times, you know, every time we go and we meet a seller, it's not, um, you know, it's not, you know, we don't get the deal. We don't get the contract. You know, we don't end up taking the park over um, for, you know, a variety of reasons, whether it's just not a good deal or the price is too high or, or, you know, kind of any, any of the above. So we've had some really challenging trips, you know, one that kind of stands out as I was um, at a park in Alabama. It was about the six or seven hour drive from my house here in Tampa. And um, the seller was ready to sell and, hey, just drive up here. Let's meet. Let's do the contract. And uh, I had just got back from about a week on the road. So I wanted to just be at home, didn't want to go, but I'm like, I have to go, have to get the deal. And I drove all the way up there and the seller had um, in the meeting, he said, hey, I'm sorry, I was going to call you yesterday yesterday, but I still wanted to meet you face to face and say, I am going to be, um, you know, giving the park to a family member of mine. They, you know, got laid off from their job and I'm going to sell it to them for, you know, zero down seller financing. And I remember it was just a very kind of challenging and just defeating um, day just because, you know, so much travel and then, you know, spending a, a full day, you know, leaving at five in the morning and driving all day and then coming home at, at midnight um, with uh, nothing to show for it. But uh, those are the experiences that I think, you know, we learn from and kind of make uh, make us prepared for uh, for the future deals. What's your current focus, Jimmy? Current focus is um, I want to get to 100 deals closed. So, um, you know, we're at 58 now and um, really, you know, doubling down uh, to try and get to 100. So, um, you know, kind of refining our marketing and um, just doing what we can to get to 100. And then we also want to get to, um, you know, 2000 sites under management. So uh, really just working towards both of those uh, numerical goals and, uh, yeah, having fun uh, trying to hit those. Got it. And good luck with that. Thank you. And any of your personal habits that are helping you to be successful? I think the biggest one that uh, something I really enjoy doing is um, every Sunday night, no matter what, um, whether we're uh, on vacation or if I'm traveling or have company in town, um, I sit down and it takes about three hours. Uh, I do like a, a, my list for the week. So I have like a paper planner that's uh, the bullet journal. And um, I write out every day of the week. And uh, every day I write, you know, kind of exactly what I need to get done for, you know, every day, Monday through Sunday, you know, from meetings to phone calls to management to the deals, um, everything. And um, 
I think that's been kind of the personal habit that's helped the most. Um, just helps keep me organized and, you know, kind of feel like, you know, when you're go, go, go 24 seven, it's, um, you know, it's really, you know, brings a sense of, I think, stability to the day to day. So um, that's, you know, been my favorite part of kind of the personal habits. And uh, I like doing it on paper versus on the computer. So it's, uh, I think that'd be uh, my number one personal habit. Got it. Thank you. And any books that impacted your life and what way? Uh, yeah, uh, great question. Um, probably, you know, I'm sure you get it a lot, but uh, the four hour work week, um, I remember reading that book. It had to be at least six or seven years ago. And it just kind of changed my outlook on, you know, just, you know, the time value of money and just the, you know, association of, you know, time and money. And just looking that, hey, there there is another way versus than just working, you know, 40 hours a week in an office. And, um, and yeah, it's a book that I, you know, regularly, uh, you know, mention and, and refer to people. And, um, and yeah, I think that was definitely kind of kickstarted uh, my entrepreneurial journey. Awesome. And how are you giving back to community? Uh, I, yeah, that's another great question. I think uh, probably the, the biggest way is I work with a lot of first time investors. So mobile home parks is, you know, multifamily as well. It's so competitive and, um, you know, everybody vying for deals and, so many people have come to me and, um, you know, hey, I've, you know, been a part of the mobile home park community and I just cannot, the brokers don't answer my phone calls. Um, I've been trying for years. Uh, I can't get any deals. So I've um, I've worked with a lot of first time buyers and I think have, you know, maybe left a lot of meat on the bone in doing that. But um, it's been great to work with them. And I think, you know, at least probably about 10 or maybe a dozen um, first-time investors that I've worked with, that was their first kind of purchase that they made in in real estate other than their personal home. So it's been, um, yeah, it, it's been great kind of helping them get started and kind of being the person to give them the, uh, the foot in the door. You know, a lot of uh, brokers and lenders don't want to work with somebody unless they've already closed the deal. So I've kind of enjoyed, you know, kind of being the person to, um, to help people close their first deal. Awesome. And how can listeners can connect with you, Jimmy? Uh, yeah, the, the best way would be uh, shooting me an email. It's um, Jimmy, J-I-M-M-Y, at jimmyjohnson.co. So yeah, jimmy at jimmyjohnson.co. And um, the best would be shooting me an email there, or um, I'm on Instagram and I post a lot of mobile home park stuff there. My username is uh, at Florida Jimmy. Awesome. And thank you very much, Jimmy. Thank you for sharing you know, your experiences on mobile home park, you know, wholesaling part and also management side and also sharing best and challenging experiences. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for having me. I had a great time. Sure. Thanks for listening to Multifamily AP360. Check out the show notes and grab the freebie on our website, ushacapital.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Follow me on my social media. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.